coming at you live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios. This is Old School. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. Broadcasting veteran Derek Pearson. When you find something that moves them, that makes them smile, celebrate it. That's your task. That's your superpower. Nebraska Football Hall of Famer Jay Foreman. Rifles a pass. It was tipped. It's picked off by Foreman. He's at the 15, 10, 5. He'll score! On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Happy Friday, everybody. Uh, welcome to Old School. Jay Foreman, Rico. Uh, we'll get through 402-464-5685. That's the Starter Hammond text line, the Honda Lincoln hotline. Uh, you can follow on the live video stream as well, uh, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Uh, lots to cover today. Uh, I will lead with this because we can – We'll have time later in the show. We'll go over the the the, NFL, the, the championship games. Uh, we'll go over uh, the NBA All Star uh, starting lineups. Um, we'll go over the Husker schedule for the weekend, as it's a busy, active Huskers uh, athletics weekend. Um, and we'll go over men's basketball. But to me, uh, the lead story has to be uh, the fourteen and four women's basketball team. Yeah, they look good like always. I mean, it's uh, it'll be a big surprise when they don't play well or don't look good. Uh, extremely competitive, well coached, um, depth. It seems like they got a little bit more healthy. You know, as far as uh, you had some play, you know players come back. Uh, you know, some knickknack injuries, and um, you know they played well, and so uh, you know they did what they had to do. I think the game was somewhat close, and then a good team will you know, play the same way that they got a five-point lead that they can, you know, possibly win by 20 or 30. So, um, you know, they, they uh, I mean, they're, you know, I'd be very surprised if they don't make the tournament and make some noise. You know, they're a good, good, you know, good, good team and only getting better. Um, you know, if there's ever to take a, if there's ever a victory and a loss, the way that they Battled all the way to the end at Iowa City against Iowa. I think helped them out, especially where they were down numbers and in, in, um, in their you know bigger, more productive players, and they hung right in there w- with them. And um, you know you never want <clears throat> to talk about the refs, but the the refs did have an effect on the game, um, and they battled right through it. And so I think that if there was ever a uh, turning loss or a, a I don't know a productive loss if there ever is one. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was it. And um, I think they could and, – and then, you know, really to go through that, have a stoppage, come out and play well, um, you know, just because you've been off and you know, obviously, you know, whether, you know, they were, I don't know, asymptomatic or had some issues, you know, you still are off. And so um, they were able to get healthy. It was obviously productive. And nothing really changed. And um, – you know, it's just, a, you know, it's business as usual. So it's, it's something to be uh, proud of. Look, at the end of the day, what's where they're at right now is a product is a product of going through the trenches, you know, for, the, you know, two years as far as getting the right pieces, not only from a talent stand, standpoint, but from a personality standpoint, how you can create culture, um, competitiveness, 
Um, definitely no egos on that team, which I think is huge if you're going to have a team with depth. You know what I'm saying? Um, they all uh, play for each other, play with each other, and and play together. Um, and they all generally are playing for the right reasons. So that's what you're seeing right now. And sometimes as a coach, uh, you know, I can't speak for Coach Williams, but I'm just just from afar. You know, they've had to make some. I always call it addition by subtraction. You know, people are worried about wh- who leaves and who doesn't. But then sometimes, you know, the coaches have a little bit more intel than everybody else. And you go along and, um, you know, here you are, you know, a couple years later and you got a team um, that played really well last year, came back motivated. And uh, and now you're seeing, the, you know, the fruits of their labor. But it definitely wasn't easy. And, it, and I think it's something that they never probably will forget. And that's also a good thing where you, the best thing you can see from a team is how they handle success. Now, whatever they view as success is up to them, both individually and collectively. Right. But how they've handled it is obviously just as important as the wins and losses, because that's going to kind of give you a, you can predict how they will be in two or three games based on what they've done up to this point and handling a successful season and also how they've handled the losses as well. Um, and they go hand in hand, right? It hasn't changed. Same team, same mission, same energy, same production. Um, show up. Uh, you know, they're always saying is just show up and, and, and shut up. And what that means is show up, do your work, don't tell them, show them, and that's what they've been doing. I, I think with it being Wisconsin, here's a four-game run at PBA, right? So it's Wisconsin, Purdue on Sunday, Rutgers – on uh, Tuesday and then Thursday. So this is four games in, in a short span. Um, and this can affect you. like this. But I think with the depth of this team. They're set up for it. Right? Like last night, Markowski, 15 points, seven rebounds, eight rebounds in 18 minutes. Right. You're not burning out players. As a matter of fact, I was a little surprised. And I'll ask you too. Were you, either of you surprised about the starting lineup? Like the fact that we, we kept saying, okay, Markowski has to be in the starting lineup, or at least we thought. Well, yeah, Markowski goes in the starting lineup, but it was Bella Cravens who was beside her instead of Izzy Bourne in the starting lineup. Did that surprise either? Uh, didn't surprise me. I mean, when you have options like that, you can it, it could be injury-related or it could be just to see a good combination. That's what people don't understand. We were just talking about it in the spillover. Whereas sometimes combinations create better efficiency than said individual player, right? So, um, you know, that's the way basketball goes. It's a, it's a, you know, you have the right cogs and the right, you know, mix of players. It could be more efficient than, say, like a better individual player come off the bench. But that's what the great thing is when you have people, when you have players don't don't have big egos and it becomes all about them, right? Um you know, I remember growing up and watching the the Gophers team when Clem Haskins was the coach. Walter Bond is a great friend of mine. He he was a six man, but he ended up playing eight years in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Didn't start one game, and he only started because of injury. But they had Richard Coffey that was just a kind of re- rebounder, physical presence, right, to go with other guys. You get what I'm saying? They have Sean Leonard, X, Y, and Z, Kevin Lynch, and all that. So that's the starters, but it took a – bigger person to come off the bench and and Walter Walter Bond's from the south side of Chicago right so he he came up playing big time hoops to come off the bench and then still realize he got his end goal and he ended up playing in the NBA he started actually he was out in Utah played mm-hmm. with Mark Eaton and all them mm-hmm. so um 
with this team, I'm, I wasn't surprised. And you could see different stuff, you know, towards the end of the season. And I don't think they – I think the lines of communications are so so clear and so genuine and um, that when something like that happens, it's not personal because everybody's seen the bigger picture, right? Versus on some teams, if you change it, then, you know, that person can, you know, woe is me, it all about me. And then next, I would say that sometimes you can have a – I guess yeah, everybody likes to call it a cancer in the locker room. And I say they recruit better than the best recruiters in the nation because what they do is they're mad or the, you know, and they don't want to face the reality of maybe they haven't been playing well or the combination is better. So then I'm going to go recruit Rico and DP. And then, so now it's just not one person upset. Now you got, now you got six sets of eyes, you know, influenced by, you know, the two. And then now when it comes down to, you know, okay, well, Jay, you know, whoever it is, you know, rolls an ankle, now I'm back in the starting lineup. My mind hadn't been right for, say, a whole game or two. Then I go out and double down on the things that got me to the point that, that are, you know, that I'm not starting. So, you know, look, it's it's something to look at, appreciate. And I like watching um, women's basketball. Um, they play extremely hard. They're physical. Um, they play together. They they play exciting brand of football – not football, but an exciting brand of basketball um, – and they're fundamentally sound. You get what I'm saying? Um, and I like it. And they, they all play a different role. They all have, uh, you know, everybody, you know, potentially is a three-level scorer. They can go to the hoop. They can finish mid-range. They can, you know, you got bigs that can shoot. Um, obviously not probably the efficiency that the, the bigs want to because every big pl- big player now wants to be Steph Curry. And every Steph Curry-sized player wants to be like Kevin Durant or, or LeBron James. But at the end of the day, you know, seeing Markowski pop a three, I'm not like, oh, cringeworthy. Why would you shoot that, right? Um, and so the, it's 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 a team built for success um, throughout time, and you're seeing it right now. And I mean, you know, look, it's, it's I mean, it's not easy. I mean, there's times that people, you know, look, it's you're always going to one thing I realize if you're good at something, you're always going to be questioned. If you get what I'm saying, and you're not if you're playing sports. And you're worried about if somebody likes you or not, and you and you, it's that's taken away from what you're doing. Because, but we let's be fair. Through today's the way the game is played now, and the way the game is branded and marketed now, name, image, and likeness injects a thing into it, but it also affects at the pro level. Like we're literally talking about adults, professionals who have to brand themselves and market themselves and identify and choose the space that they want to be in. Like at every level, like Aaron Rodgers is going through it. Roethlisberger uh, had several conversations with Tomlin about whether he should stay, how long it was going to be. Tom Brady was like, you know what? Uh, It's time for me to get out of here because the conversations have gone stale to me. I need to get out of New England. I'm going to go somewhere and create a new narrative. We can't say that pro athletes can do this and coaches can do this because they're branding and make sure that their stuff is shared and that they're identified for their talent and that they're not aware of fans. Every, pros in every league are aware, yeah, they're of, aware fans. of fans. They're but aware of fans, but they don't really – they don't really it, – it, it doesn't stick to the guys that – I'm not it, going no. to ask a, a 19-year-old to react the same way I ask a 35-year-old to. No, because they haven't been through the grinds and they're not professionals. That they're part, college, that but they're part, yeah. but they're definitely like a, it's. A, but the thing that name, image, and likeness, social media has made it more of an individual thing where you where you worry about it. There's some that it, it comes down to discipline, really. Um, 
It comes down to – but, see, this is also – But you're – you're no, stay where you are because you're absolutely dead on right. It does come down to discipline. Right? But, <laughs> but, but it also it's the way kids are brought up because when you have – okay, there, there's a kid that – I don't even know what grade he's in in high school. It seems mm-hmm. like he's been on – Every social media yes, thing I, I, uh, for 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 like ten years. Yeah. Name Mikey Williams, right? Yeah. Okay, he's played on. I, I know for a fact he's been on five different AAU teams, mm-hmm. right? Over time, mm-hmm. and you know, and I don't even know where he's from. Right, you, like where his where he's you like, literally can't tell where, what his neighborhood is. Right, where he's <laughs> born and raised. Right, right. so. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. But right, but, right? it's like it's I like was he's from say he, California, but then I was going to say South Carolina. Right. right, he's been everywhere, and I think he might even been going to a school like a prep school in Charlotte. I think. Yeah. Right. So, and I know he's not from Charlotte. Right. right? So, <laughs> so what happens is, is when you're doing when you have this type of thing, you've never had to deal with adversity or any type of like negativity. And negativity to kids these days is, hey, DP, you know what? If you really want to get where you want to get. You know you need to you know probably be able to, you need to show that you can actually play off the ball and on the ball defense you, or in, and I'll go to football terms because mm-hmm. people always want to try to you know okay well you play football <laughs> so you don't know anything so here's what they would tell you as a DB well we want to see whether you can play um off the ball man off man or press man can you play um press zone can you play a little bit of nickel can you you, you get what I'm saying mm-hmm. people Athletes these days and their, I guess, advisors view that as negativity. No, that's actually trying to help you. Now, what is negative is when they say, I hate DP because he can't make five threes. Hmm. You get what I'm saying? So you have to have the discipline. Three. I can't make, make, I can't make Or three. like one, right? Yeah, right, yeah, right. As much as I talk about Slower. basketball, I get out there at halftime and I got to do the, you know, you got to make a layup free throw and a three-pointer and then make it. Yeah, yeah, I probably wouldn't get past the right. – my brother called would be taken, you know. And, right. Uh, but you know, but at the end of the day, you have to be disciplined to understand um, your audience, which is Twitter universe out there, and ninety percent of them probably aren't even the people that they say they are, Correct. right? Correct. Um, you know, on their like handle or whatever. Right. And then what's really real and what you need to take of it, because you know, um, when you if you're fortunate enough to play in the next level, there's going to be articles written that you might not like, mm-hmm. but you got to be able to read it two or three times because they're getting that information somewhere. Now there are guys that just write stuff to get clicks, right? That, but there are, but there are guys that write that get information probably from a coach that you've been sitting in a film session with for six hours and on a private plane because the NBA does all that, that, do, that actually is getting it somewhere. Right. And I, in the perfect example, I'll never forget this. Bobby Greer, um, was assistant GM in Houston. His son, actually, Jake, is a GM, I think, down in, in uh, the Dolphins, so <laughs> hopefully Jake's not listening. But Bobby was always really good to me after I got done playing. Um, he had obviously worked in, in different teams and knew my dad. And I remember reading an article one time uh, after our first year in Houston, and we were top seven, eight defense or whatever. You know, me and Jamie Sharper played well. We ran a 3-4, and I think Jeff Posey, who was an outside linebacker, who was just a throw-in, had eight sacks, and Kylie Wong, I think, had like three or four, right? But the article came out that the inside linebackers weren't getting enough pass rush. We were like, hold on. We ain't blitzing, and we're, but we're covering, right? That's that's what we're doing in, 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 in Dom Capers 3-4. Inside guys, ain't we ain't dog blitzing like the 49ers with Patrick Willis and Navarro Bowen. We're, we're covering deep thirds. We would be mad because – Instead of the safeties covering Marvin Harrison, 
You got two dudes, 240, 45, trying to run with them, and our hamstrings are about to come off the bone, right? So I'll never forget. It was like the day after I had surgery, sitting there with Bobby, and I and I knew I was going to be either traded, which I was knew I was going to be released, and sat. And I was like, I, and I just asked him, man, you remember that? There was an article back in 2003, and he told me who he, he's like, oh yeah, you know, he's like so and so gave that's who the the reporter gave it, you know, got the, the information. But from. that's uh, some of what we were talking about earlier was. You know, yeah. the grown-ups need to chill. Like, the people who are supposed to put in good information out, right. it's that BS that happens yeah. behind the scenes. Uh, we'll throw it a break. When we come back, Rico will tell us what's up on 93.7 Ticket. You're listening to Old School with DP and J. Download the mobile app and listen wherever you are on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Guys, are you worried that you're losing your hair? Do you look in the mirror and see less hair looking back at you? Maybe you're thinking, it's cool, I'll shave it. Or I'll just wear a hat from now on. Or maybe even, I'll just break the bank to get plugs. But before you shave, hide, or replace your hair, have you thought about regrowing it? Because there are effective, FDA-approved treatments that work. One is a prescription clinically proven to prevent further loss. The other is clinically proven to regrow your hair in two to four months. And both are available from Roman for just a dollar a day. Just complete a free online visit. Roman connects you to a U.S. licensed healthcare professional who will work with you to find the best treatment plan. Then Roman sends everything you need right to your door with free shipping and indiscreet packaging. Not just once, but every month. So guys, are you Roman ready for a thicker, fuller head of hair? Go to ro.co slash regrow. Do it today, and Roman will give you 20% off your first order. That's ro.co slash regrow. 